Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's testimony time! Today we have testimonies from the Good Friday service and testimonies about divine provision as well. So put your hands together for our first testimony from Joel Bona. Keep clapping till he comes. Keep clapping. Hi, Joel. Hi. Please introduce yourself to us. Okay, good morning. Good morning. I'm Joel Bona, um, Basanta Overseer of the Social Media. One of the best Basantas in the church. Yes, you should join best. social media. Please tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about um, how I got my healing through the Good Friday service. Wow. Yeah. So, about um, last two years, before I came to school, I had um, a serious thing. Which lasted for about a year. Wow. Yes. So it was all over my body. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yes. So during the Good Friday service, we actually streamed here in Kumasi. Yes. At so the Jubilee Park. Yeah, at the Jubilee Park. So we went there and as the service was going on, Bishop asked us to put our hands wherever we had sickness. sickness. Yes. But I actually, as at that time, because of how the sickness has lasted, yeah, accepted the sickness. I, I no go, so Messi. my mind wasn't even there that I had such a sickness that I should put my hand. So later, as he was praying, and I was like, oh, let me just put my hand on this thing and believe God that I'll be healed. So he prayed, and then, I mean, we closed and then just went back to our house. But that night, um, I was listening to a message, yeah. And then as I was just there, there, there was balls, so it just passed. Yeah, it was like, it just, it just... All of a sudden, that night, he was also streaming the Good Friday service like we'll be doing here on 2nd April. And a disease that was on him for one year, a disease that he has accepted, all the balls just burst. I don't know why you're sitting down, clapping and behaving like nothing is going on. Put your hands together for the Lord and believe that even as you clap and as you hear his testimony, you also receive your healing at the Good Friday service. So, Bona, what would you like to tell the church? I'd like to say that um, this um, 2nd April, yeah, yes, be right here on Friday, right here, and stream the service, and you'll be blessed. I got my healing through streaming. So, you don't have to be there physically. You can be here. You have your healing. You'll be blessed. Amen. We'll be streaming here at the Fountain of Life Cathedral on 2nd April. You'll do well to be here because you'd also receive your healing. Amen. Our second testimony is from Josephina of the film stars like i said 
said, it looks like every week the film stars share testimonies. It's a good baton to join. Josephina, please introduce yourself to us. Hi, everyone. Hi. My name is Josephina, and I'm in the film stars Basanta. Please okay. tell us about your testimony. Okay, so my testimony is about divine provision. How I was able to register my courses when I had not paid my school fees. Hey. Tell us more. <laughs> so, when I was coming to school this semester, I didn't come with my school fees. So, I came to school. Like, if you've not registered your courses, you can go for all the lectures, but you write exams. So, it's like the semester, no? Ashe. So, <laughs> so, I had an assignment to submit on V class, but because I had not registered, I couldn't assess. So, I went to the academic officer to see if she can do something about it. But when I went, she said, there's nothing she can do about it. Mercy. So I was like, oh, it's not anything. One assignment. So a week before midterm, I called my daddy. And then he was like, he can give me only 50% of my fees. And I'm a fee-paying student. So fee-paying means that she pays like times three of what a regular student will pay. So I had to text the academic officer again. And asked her, if I pay the 50%, will I be able to register my courses? When I texted her, she was like, she has registered my courses already. She hadn't paid her fees. She was now going to take the 50% to the academic officer. But he had registered her courses already. As you hear this testimony, you would also receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. So, Josephina, what would you like to tell the church? Okay, so... Before that week, Lady Reverend preached, and then she said that the God that brought you to school will not leave you in the middle. Yeah, he will I make remember. sure you complete. Yeah. So if you are here and you are in my situation, I want to tell you that like God will not leave you in the middle. He will make sure that as he has started with you, he will end with you. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Josephina. Our final testimony. Our final testimony is from Emmanuel Quenu of the Independence Hall Center of Campus Poimen Region. Imano's testimony is about divine provision. Imano says, coming to KNUSD, I had quite a number of issues. Hey, I didn't have money for hostel accommodation, my phone was spoiled, and my laptop had been with the repairer for about a year because I didn't have money to repair it. Hey, these are very, very serious issues. <laughs> During the prayer and fasting season in January with our chairman, Bishop Emmanuel Intefo, I participated and was praying fervently for God to make a way for me, especially concerning my hostel accommodation. I wonder where he was even sleeping. Hmm. All of a sudden, tell your neighbor, all of a sudden, the school through the dean of students fully paid my hostel fees. Now take note that it's not school fees, so it's hostel fees. Hmm. Given, and I was even given 300 CDs extra cash for upkeep. Now, this, this, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know how the dean of students would just decide to pay his school fees and give him extra money. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, that's not all. He says, subsequently, my aunt also got me a brand new phone worth over 2,000 CDs. He got a new brand new phone worth over 2,000 CDs. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> and I also got a brand new laptop. 
where another part of the testimony is really nice. So there's a so-and-so project on campus where the vice chancellor helps students who are needy with laptops. And he says that he was not shortlisted. He didn't go for the interview, but he got the laptop. As you are in this house, as you listen to the preaching, as you listen to the prophecies, things that it seems like you don't deserve, you will get it in the name of Jesus. So Emmanuel says, I want to use this opportunity to tell the church that God is fully working here. I believe it, and I hope you believe it too. So actively participate in everything that is going on as directed by our prophet, our chairman, and our pastor, E.S. Joy. Put your hands together for the testimony. It's getting scared and you're shady on the mic, yeah. Now let me hear you sing it. Too much, 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 too much. Too much, 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 too much. Now let me tell you something, yeah. Papa God, you too much, and the love you show me be too much. When I think about your grace and your mercy, the love and blessings you show me, I can't deny it. The things you do for me, your love, your grace, the special grace, they complete me. I'm gonna praise you to the end. The Holy Spirit that you sent gave my life for meaning. Now your love they control me. Once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Are you excited to be in church? This is my favorite part of the service. We are about to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it was by a prophet that Israel was brought out. And he was also preserved by the same prophet. You are about to receive the word of God through his anointed servant, our pastor, our prophetess, our bishop. Stand to your feet, put your hands together as we receive the ministry of E.S. Joy. Put your hands together yes, for the yes. Lord. Yes, he is. God, my Savior. Hallelujah. I think let's change today. You ask me who do I say you will learn it, don't worry. Say that you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You, you ask me who do I do I say that you are and I hey. say that you are the Yeah. 
God bless you. Put your hands together. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for that name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of things in heaven things on earth and things under the earth and because of that we come with full confidence this morning to say indeed we are children of the living God thank you Jesus for your sacrifice and thank you that we are born again by no means of ours and by nothing that we can do but because of you we bless you and we thank you in Jesus name Amen. The words of the song are not fully right. You ask me, who do I say? Ah, that's Matthew 16. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Ah, no, no, no. Don't take your seat. Ah, you should have reminded me you didn't bring your Bible to church. Anyway, let us greet our audience that's watching online. Put your hands together for them. Amen. Oh, your hand clap is not like a, 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 a warm hand clap. Amen. I was a little surprised because I thought once school reopened, I wasn't sure there was anyone online. And I was amazed to find out that there are still people online. So God bless you for joining us every Sunday morning. And so if you're online, you to take your Bible. And those of us here, let's take our Bible. This our confession. It is coming to pass, I tell you. Amen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. We thank God. Today is actually Palm Sunday. I, I think Palm Sunday when we were children was more fun. Mm. It was more fun. Forgive us. Next year we'll remember. We will go for the palm branches and do our own thing here. Ah. There was just something very exciting about it. You know. There was just something very exciting about it. And then we had the Palm Sunday songs. I really enjoyed the choir song, but I think you should have added some, you know, Palm Sunday song. Eh? The Hosanna songs, the Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. Hey, Charlie, the songs are there. Hallelujah. We shouldn't forget them because when you push it aside, it's part of the church's history. And some of you, you don't even know why Easter is important. Yeah. You don't know why Easter is important because you don't remember the story. You see, but Palm Sunday is called Palm Sunday. It was the Sunday that Jesus rode on a donkey and triumphantly entered into Jerusalem. And as he was coming, the women were spreading their garments for the donkey to ride on. Don't mind the donkey. The donkey thought it was important. It was not important. It's the person he was carrying. Amen. And he walked into Jerusalem and as the people were screaming and shouting and then the Pharisees told Jesus that he should tell them to be quiet. And that's when Jesus told them, if they are quiet, Stone's cry will wake up to sing praises. So those of you who come to church, you refuse to sing praises, a stone will replace you. Yeah. His praise there, there will be. Hey. Please ask your neighbor, uh, have you been dodging praise and worship? And when you come, do you sing at all? 
because some of you, it is church you choose to come and be cool. I don't know who you are impressing. You are impressing who? God. That you are cool. God who saw you this morning when you didn't have your quiet time. What, 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 what is cool about you? God who saw your last masturbation attempt. Ah! Come on. What's cool? <laughs> hey! God who read your thoughts. He read your thoughts. As you were on your way, what you were thinking, the, the stinking thought. You see, all of us, let me tell you something. I thank God they don't just display our thoughts here because you will stand. A girl who hasn't done anything to you, she'll pass and just because you say, Senor Chile, God heard it. As your envy, I tell your neighbor, we thank God for mercy. So when you come here like you, dear, we are some Holy Ghost and Casanova. I'm not impressed. Me, I'm not impressed. Now, God, me, I've been a pastor of young people for so many years. Oh, so many years. So there are few things. In fact, the more dressed up you are, the more makeup you put on, the more I know that you are shivering in your life. It's true. You don't have any self-confidence. And you are masking it with the pancake on your face. Hey. Yeah. Are you there or you have traveled? The guys who are sleeping around like goats, they are the most insecure. You are just insecure. You are trying to prove to yourself that you are somebody. And that you are something. Not knowing that for every girl that you sleep with, you deposit a part of yourself. You live poorer. It's a sermon for another day, not today. Hey, I don't even know why I branched into this angle. Amen. But today we're going to be, you know, last week I said we're rounding up on the Great Change series. But I realized then that I wouldn't treat one of the most important parts of the change. I wouldn't get a chance to really go into it well. And that is why we're still on it. But I believe we'll be finishing it today. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So we've been talking about this new creature, this new person. I've had people up here showing you what is going on when you are born again, how your spirit is changed. And so it's now a newborn baby who needs the milk of the word to grow, who needs a change of your mind to grow, who needs the presence of the Holy Spirit to grow. Are you there? I shared with you how Paul changed. Galatians 1.23, they were saying that the person who persecuted us has now become the one who is preaching the faith. What a change. I said, what a change. And some of you, you sit on your testimonies. I noticed the lack of great change testimonies. I thank God for every testimony, but I noticed the lack of great change testimonies. And I wonder whether it is because you have not changed much or because you feel ashamed that, oh, people will say that I was like that. I was a bad person. You don't realize that your testimony is part of what defeats the devil. The Bible says that they overcame him, the hymn of Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And what God has done for you is one of those things. Are you here? 
I remember one time I was talking to the bishop's wife and I said to her, when we were on campus, because we were on campus at the same time, and um, first she was surprised that I was not part of the Christian, you know, movement there. I wasn't. I got born again at the end when I was now doing national service. But then when I told her the company of girls who were my friends, she said, what? <laughs> because they were not known for anything good. Are you there? But that was my great change. Then she said, wow. Because then you see that God changes people. You, you are sitting on yours. Please tell your neighbor one thing that has changed. One thing that has changed. Yeah. Just one thing that has changed. Some of you are looking at me as if nothing has changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I am amazed because I look at some of my leaders, people who were afraid of their own shadows, people who couldn't lift up your own heads, and today you are gathering people, you are preaching, and you don't think it's a great change. Testimony. I wonder. I wonder. Hey. The church has become quiet. I wonder. Because you, when you enter this university, like a shrimp that has come, afraid of anything that moves let's go on outreach you couldn't go and today you are preaching to people and today you are telling people let's go to church and bring in people you don't think it's a great change hey i'm shocked kwame i'm shocked <laughs> rebecca i'm shocked i'm surprised that you don't know it's a, it's a, it's a great testimony you now you know should I say, ah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Hallelujah. These are all magic stories of great change. Yeah. Great change. Many people are serving gods who can do them nothing. Can't do anything for them. Unless you kill somebody, then you are now going to heaven. I don't know what, how the heaven will be as you arrive with your gun. Hey. Some gods, unless when it is raining, you have to carry the God inside. Powerless to even lift itself. Then here we are. You have said the God who can go inside. Look, even doctors, there's a place they cannot go. Yeah. They have learned a lot of things. Recently, our father was telling us, he was preaching, and he talked about a man who had an operation to remove a whole... I don't remember if it was a tumor or what. They didn't cut him. With no cutting. They just made some holes, inserted a robot. The robot went and did the work. The robot came out. The man is okay. There's no sign of operation. But no matter what uh, um, doctors do, no matter how far science comes, science is not able to remove the hatred from the soul of a man and change it to love. Science is not able to make a bad man good. There is no policeman who can chase you until you change. But I know somebody, his name is Jesus. He died for us, he poured his blood for us and that is why we celebrate Easter. Because he and he alone can reach on the inside of you and reach that place that nobody can touch and change you that is why your desire for some things will even change yeah i told you when Kata gave his life to christ then i was standing there i was afraid 
as I looked at the fearful individual. <laughs> oh, it is all true. Are you there? The typical troublemakers in Tamale. Now, what can be? It was only school that brought you to Kumasi. And I said, This guy can kill. But after giving his life to Christ, today he too has people that he's gathering, that he's preaching to, that he's talking. Come on! Don't tell me God doesn't change people. I said, don't tell me God does not change people. The fact that the change you are desiring has not yet come does not mean that God does not change people. Tell anybody, it's only a matter of time. We are not perfect because we are still human and he's still working on us but the changes that he has wrought some of you for you to be in this room hey just that one is a marvelous change hallelujah come on put your hands together for the lord today i said put your hands together stand to your feet let us salute the god who has rescued us just put oh keep clapping if you have never clapped before today clap 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 just an applause saying thank you lord thank you thank you for the great changes that you have brought we are so grateful hallelujah take your seat amen and i shared with you how how does this great change come i said it will come if you will grow up spiritually if you don't do anything at all begin to have a quiet time it will help you it will sort you out over time amen it doesn't happen in a day just like how when you start eating you don't become six foot four over in a day are you there who knows somebody who became six foot four in a day i'll tell you that it's witchcraft straight <laughs> Even Jesus, when he landed, he had to be here, grow small, 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 till he was a man of 30. Once you come into the human domain, no, it's a different thing. The spiritual is something else, but the human domain, domain if you arrive, it is, that's why the, the word of God says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Amen. Then we talked about the fact that you will change and you experience a great change if you renew your mind with the word of God. And we began to talk about some of the ways that you can renew your mind or the, with the word of God. And I said preaching is one. Instead of leaving FM on for nonsense to be entering you, just put on messages. It's true. If you leave FM on air, it's nonsense that will fill your head. It's true. You will hear comments from people who don't have sense. <laughs> I mean, some of the comments, you wonder if the people have a brain. Hmm? And the media people go after them because they cause a sensation. I don't know why you want to use such a person to cause a sensation. Hey. And you are leaving it on and soaking it into your bones. Some of you are soaking unbeliever music. Hey. Oh, but why are you saying it's just music? There's nothing, really. I will draw your mind to the fact that when David played the harp, the evil spirit left Saul. Was it because the harp was anointed? No. It's the human being who was anointed. So it is the person playing or the person singing. That's what is the term. When you look at the people whose music you are listening to, you can see it on them. Hmm. Uh, let me continue. 
So as you listen to the preaching, as you listen to the messages, something is happening to you. I also talked to you about changing your friends. I was so sad yesterday. I was so sad yesterday when I heard of the car crash on campus. One of them, he used to be here. Yeah, he used to be here. And he went back to his bad friends. That's how come he was in that car. Hey. Are you here? Why are you quiet all of a sudden? Can you see yourself? So the person who woke you up from your bed is somebody who you should be grateful for, not somebody you should be insulting. Yeah, because some of you misbehave. When they wake you up, you are misbehaving. You don't understand that the person has come not for her sake, but for you. Not for his sake, but for you. What do they get when they come and wake you up? I'm asking a question. When they come and call you, what do they get? What do they get? Their reward is in heaven. Yeah. It's in heaven. It's not here. We have never called you and distributed money. No, no, no. It's God who is watching. Amen. And the person is calling you for your sake. For your sake. For your own sake. Not for anybody's sake. Hey. The church has become quiet again. I don't mind. It's okay. It's okay. First Corinthians 15.33 Don't be misled. I'm reading from the NIV. Bad company <laughs> corrupts good character. So you may think you are good, uh, but if you are working with some kind of people, they will eventually get to you. That's why he was in that car yesterday. They will eventually get to you. It's a kind of person. You go and bring a car, then you are screeching around campus. I've not mentioned your name. After you're born again, one of the signs that Christ dwells in you is that you join the fellowship of the believers. The characteristic of believers is fellowshipping. That's why any time something happens, that's why the enemy fights so hard for churches not to meet. It's a real fight. And if you think it started with corona, you clearly don't know history. Throughout history, for every virus that has come, every sickness that has come, they'll say, don't gather, don't meet. And it's always an attempt, not of our leaders necessarily, of the enemy. Trying to prevent the meeting because he knows that from the meeting, we gather strength. From the meeting, we gather courage. From the meeting, we make friends. From the meeting, it's our life. So when you are there every day, you don't desire at all to be in church. It's a sign to you that your light is not on. Hey, I'm preaching. Look at the scripture. If we walk in the light, as he, Jesus, is in the light, we have fellowship. It's a natural consequence. It's a natural desire. You plant a mango tree in the soil, you will get a mango fruit, not a pear. Amen. A natural consequence of your giving your life to Christ is fellowshipping. The desire. So when you are devoid of the desire to fellowship with Christians, I question your salvation. I question it. I question it. Hey. Anyway. And you see, the Bible gives us the same thing in different ways. That's why, give us Hebrews 10.25. Here he's giving an instruction. 
if you will not even feel it, he's giving you an instruction. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So there are some people who don't want to fellowship. As believers and as Christians, they don't want to fellowship. And he's warning and saying that, don't do that. Assemble. Hey. Mm. Assemble. And then we came to the last two points last week where I shared, I'm going to read them, principle number six. After you're born again, a great change will come into your life when you are endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then after you're born again, a great change will come in your life if you learn how to pray and speak in tongues. So these two things, I'm putting them together today because I want to speak to you about the effect of the Holy Spirit in changing your life. Now, to talk about the Holy Spirit, I need to correct something. So I need three guys of similar size. Remember when we're talking about ourselves, I had big and small. Right now, I want three of similar size. Who can help me? Similar size. Similar size. Yeah, I think it will work. Please, come. Similar size. Again. Come. Come and start. Oh, please, move this way. Yeah, move this way. Move this way. All right. Oh, don't go behind the pulpit. Just stand where you can be seen. Okay. Now, I have taken these three people just as when I was demonstrating First Thessalonians 5 to us, spirit, soul, and body. I used people and showed you the differences in size in a way. Now, today, I am showing you that the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our own image. One of the things about the Godhead, because we talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and people ask, are there three gods? If there are three gods, you are also three, as you have a spirit, soul, and body. But today, are you there? Let us take God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, in the mind of Christians, we don't have a problem with God the Father. We see him in the Bible, and we ain't got a problem with him. Hey, are you there? The testament is full of God the father speaking to his people and he was fearful when the children of Israel wanted to rebel as they usually do they said to Moses why are you the only person who can hear the voice of God we too we want to hear some the man Moses says, it's not a problem let's go as they went and they reached the mountain where the meeting was supposed to happen when they heard the thunder you see the presence of the father alone the thunder that was there and <laughs> we have changed our mind eh? <laughs> go and come <laughs> you go and come and boss us what you heard and what you saw such was god the father are you there throughout the old testament they were relating with him and god the father said listen this is how i like my things I like my things like this. You do it, there will be peace. You don't do, there will not be peace. So when I say, don't touch my ark, even if the ark is falling, leave it. You go and touch the ark, you will die because that's how it is. <laughs> that is what? How it is. Now, at a point, so remember that they are one. They began to just talk about these human beings that they have made. They can't do right to. If you don't, it doesn't matter what you do. They can slaughter all the sheep, all the goats. They can add everything. It will not change them. Until somebody 
decides to go and pay the price for them because their sin will not allow them to come close. And that is when in the New Testament, we were introduced to the dispensation of Jesus. When he landed on this earth, he came and he said, I have come as a human. The Bible says, I've left everything. I've left everything. I've left my crown. I've left my, my position in the Godhead to come here and be a human being, to pour my holy blood for you so that yours will not pour. Every time you see Jesus on the cross, say that that should have been my fate. Are you there? Hey, you are very quiet. Too. Because our sinful nature is such that it just comes automatically. Some of you cry this morning and cry you have sinned. I used to live, I used to live six kilometers from Ejisu. And the Jisoo market is on Sunday. And one morning I was coming to church early in the morning. The market starts very, very early. I was coming to church with a pastor friend who was going to, he, he pastors the Asia church. So as we got to the, what was the roundabout at the time, some truck tra- tra- driver, you know them. Uh-huh, all of them, their parents are one. It doesn't matter where you find them. So the behavior is the same. The parents are one. Uh-huh. Same mother, same father. So he did some skirmish. And my friend said, well, I will not allow him. So right there we had the skirmish and we didn't allow the man. And then he realized from our clothing that we're going to church. And I said, hey, I saw him pony. You are on your way to church. Look at how you are blasting me. And when we left, I told my friend, he knew that we are the pastors going to preach in the church. This is just to say that we are so not righteous. And we are so prone to, you know, because in his mind, Charlie, Christians shouldn't behave like that. You should be a little loving and forgiving. How much more two pastors? Are you there? So looking at us. Jesus, the son, left the companionship that he had in heaven and came down here on earth to give his life for us. You see, you need to understand that even though they were still one. They were still one. But he was now the representative on earth until he began to tell us in the book of John, I can't be here forever. You see, if you want to understand, that's why I love John. I asked myself that without John, how would we have been born again? And without John, how would we have even begun to understand? You can't fully understand the Holy Spirit, but how would we have begun to understand the Holy Spirit? He gets to John 14 and he begins to say, listen, it is expedient. It is better for you that I go. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Mind you, the Holy Spirit was already working with him on earth. Mind you, when God was working, the Holy Spirit was the function. God, uh, what, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the water. So, they are there, three in one. Just as you are also there, spirit, soul, and body. But there are things that are your body doing, there are things that are your soul doing, and there are things that are your spirit doing. In the same way, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three personalities, three separate jobs that they do, but they are one. But they are one. So, you can't tell me you are confused. If you are confused, you should be confused about yourself. 
you should also be confused about the fact that the sun is up in the sky the sun has its light but the sun also has its warmth are they three suns no you can see the sun without its light without its warmth but it's still there when you go in winter it is there no heat but light sometimes the light is there when the clouds are there you can't see the sun you just know that it's there so is it three suns uh, water you have the what liquid form you have the solid form you have the gas are they three waters it's just three in one so from today never say that you are confused and it's very important for you to understand it because what has happened to us is that we have because we say god the father god the son and god the holy ghost we imagine that the holy ghost is a little inferior we imagine that he is the less important part of this godhead and that is where our problems begin from and so today i am here to speak to you about god the holy spirit and his function in your life to bring about a great change hallelujah are you understanding me Uh, you people to you be helping me to preach so be standing is it all right i'm going to be sharing with you today about the holy spirit but first let us look at some scriptures John 14, 16. Let's begin there. Ah, I see you found John 16, but let's go to 14, 16. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus said these words when he was preparing his disciples for his departure. He knew that the days were upon him where he would go and lay down his life, and he would... Hey, this clock, uh, is it correct? Okay, I think it is. I was just going to say they should remove it if it is not. (laughs) Are you with me? You see, then he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And he said this because he did, he was going back. Oh, you don't know that Jesus went back to heaven? Hey, when you are quiet, it's very Samuel. Amen. But as he was going in this scripture, he's showing us who was now coming to remain on earth with us. And he called him the comforter. So let's go to verse 17 to show you who that comforter is. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And I came this morning to tell you that the Holy Spirit is dwelling with you and he is in you, only that many of us, we don't know or we don't know his function. But he's there. He's there. The word that was translated comforter is the word paraclete. It's the Greek word and it means many things. And those many things that it means, it shows you the functions of the spirit in our lives. Are you with me? So I'm going to give you some of those functions, as you can see in the Amplified Bible. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. So if you have a helper, 
by by virtue of the fact that you are a christian you have given your life to christ you have a helper how come you never ask him for help what many of us do is to say jesus help me jesus help me and he's trying to explain to you that there is a helper standing by you he was actually by you hoping that you would ask him for help but you didn't ask him for help you said jesus i know only jesus help me when the disciples were on earth with jesus christ when they needed help or they needed something who did they ask you see you can't even say it strongly it's jesus when they were hungry it's jesus they walked into the cornfields with him to pluck the corn. They didn't return to God and say, we are hungry. They acknowledged and recognized that Jesus was walking here on earth with them. They took cognizance of that fact. And so they asked him, Jesus, teach us to pray. We don't know how to pray. Teach us to pray. And that's when Jesus gave them the precious outline of the, of the, of the Lord's prayer. And so in many things, he says, as I'm going, I am leaving somebody to help you. Now, you have not consulted the helper who is walking by you. If you had consulted him, he would have told you, let me take you to the father to go and talk about this. So this one, you pray. If you had asked him, he would have given you here is an idea. Use it. Your business will work. If you had asked him, he would not have taken you to that boy who was going to help you with the cause, but after helping you with the cause, he was also going to sleep with you. He would have rather shown you another place. Are you here? And he's here. He's not anywhere. He's here. So, so, so pastor, should I pray to the Holy Spirit? Uh, please give me 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. That's why when you don't like your Bible, you become a fool. No, it's true. You, you, the thing is there, but you don't know. Give me... Uh, 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 okay, let's take this one. Then you give us a translation in normal English. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, isn't that our, your grace? And the communion. How do you commune? How do you commune? Before I get up to come and stand here, I say, Holy Ghost, you are on. You are on. It's your time. You are on. That's my communion. I don't get up, kneel down. Ooh, hey, mama. No, no, no. I've had my prayer time. But I'm just chatting with him. That, hey, it's about time to, for us to go on. Yes. So he is there with you. But the things you are doing, that's the problem. The amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Who is your friend? He should be your friend more. I have two serious friends here. I don't think there's anything in my life they don't know. Lady Reverend Humi, my sister, Lady Pastor Yvonne, we talk about everything. Everything. But there are some things. Only me and him. There are some things. 
I just come and say that this thing, I don't agree. Oh. They are really upsetting me. Please, what are you saying about it? Please do something. And he would do something by all means. By all means. Are you in the church or you have traveled? I will soon be talking to us. I mean, I need to talk about it today. How he speaks to us. Because some of you... You want to make the thing spooky. It's not spooky at all. It's very simple and straightforward. The same way I said, Jojo, touch the flower. That's the same way I talk to the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says intimate friendship. Intimate friendship. These two people... They are, they are probably the only two who know where my everything is. Some of the things where me have forgotten. Then I have to say that, ah, that's my thing, you know. Where is it? Then they'll go and pick it for me. Because me have forgotten. It's, and some of you have friends like that. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, then you suddenly get to oh, Holy Spirit. Oh. The person you pretend in front of cannot possibly be an intimate friend not at all by the time you have an intimate friend there is no pretense in fact there are things that these two people don't tell me then as the crisis is over then they'll come and say, I say ah, why didn't you tell you they mean say, hmm. because they know that i'll freak out <laughs> oh you don't understand what i'm saying they know number one i will freak out they know number two the freaking out won't solve anything so they went and saw the thing, and they'll come and say, I said, Ah, why didn't you tell me? Oh, mommy, we didn't want to worry you, foolish girls. <laughs> Give us another translation if you have. But are you understanding something? You are fretting so much about so many things. Where will my uh, school fees come from? My exams, how? my this my that give us another one please it's, it's, it's similar to the king james this also uses may the grace of the lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship so we have seen communion we have seen intimate friendship we have seen fellowship and he's here on earth he was left here for you why are you sweating because you have ignored him and you're only talking here. Meanwhile, he's there. He never went. Yeah, they say he will never leave you. So as for being there, he's there. As you were fornicating, he was grieved. But he didn't leave. As you were misbehaving, he was grieved. He was just quiet. So I was uh, quietly in a corner in your room. Quietly. Just quietly. Next time you misbehave, may you see him standing there. Are you there? Yeah so many things that he can help you with you have not asked and he has talked please start talking to me i do like i can't hear and i said that look let's go over there let's let me while he's talking are you seeing why you are such a mess many of you are striving with so many things i try to have my quiet time every day i don't have my quiet time doesn't work have you told him about it have you asked his help about it? Hey, the people are quiet on me. 
ever since I asked him to wake me up at 3.15, he has not failed me. I had fever in the hospital. He woke me up at 3.15. I thought I was dying. He woke me up at 3.15. I returned. He woke me. So the habit stayed throughout even the month I was not well. For me to get well and just continue. Even the 3.15 was based on a discussion. Because what he said at first was 3. I told him that the 3 o'clock, when I see the 3 o'clock, something dash my heart. You should dash me 15 minutes. Top up, top up. And see, 15 minutes later, top up. Just wake you up. Just wake you up. And you are there saying, I overslept. Keep oversleeping. Yeah. The reason why you overslept was that you had a helper whose help you never sought. That's it. You had a helper, but you never asked him. One time I was staying in a very cold country. Waking up early was very difficult because of the cold. And it's very dark too at that time of the year. So waking up was hard. So I had this discussion. Please wake me up and make sure I get up. Then I slept. I woke up. What do you think I did? What do you do? And I went back to sleep. I was like, you see, because it's not so cold in our country, you don't know that when your feet are cold, you can't sleep. Yeah, when your feet are cold, you cannot fall asleep. So I was lying there asleep when I felt my feet like ice. I said, what is that? I covered the feet. I laid down. Ah, they have removed the cover again. Then I remembered, oh, I told him that he should wake me up and make sure I get up. He has fallen asleep. Your helper. Oh, it's a place to put your hands together for him. <laughs> Amen. Give us John 14, 26. I want you to see that it's all in the Bible that you have refused to, to read. 26. I'll come back to 16, but 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father shall send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Have you noticed when I'm praying for your exams, I ask for a spirit of remembrance? He's there. He's there. Take us back to 14, 16. Comforter, are you here or you have traveled? Your comforter, those of you who are trying to kill yourselves, your comforter is by you. Those of you who are depressed, you woke up in the morning, you look outside, you say, Today looks like a day to be depressed, then you are depressed. Nobody loves me, everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms, but there is a comforter. He understands your situation. Are you here or you have traveled? Recently, my sister passed away. She passed away on the 8th of March. And on the 9th of March was my husband's 60th birthday. All our relatives had come up for the 60th birthday. And she passed away in the middle of the day. If it were you, would you not be devastated? Ah, we cried or we didn't cry. We cried. But when we finished crying, the comforter comforted us. My in-law said to me that, Charlie, feel free, eh? This 60th birthday, we came for it, but the way it is, it cannot happen. 
because the comforter had comforted us we said it can happen you have come all the way let's go on let's go on let's go on the comforter was there otherwise would have been yeah and he stayed with us throughout throughout you be there saying that my mother and my father they are breaking up my heart is broken my life is destroyed how can your life be destroyed because of that when the comforter is by you it is such a painful thing as many of you know but what i'm saying to you is that the presence of the comforter makes all the difference because he is there your heart is breaking but you are still together and moving on simply because God, you see some of you have made a mistake you thought that when you came to God you never have any troubles please find that in your Bible for me because me I have not seen it rather I have seen the opposite many are the afflictions of the righteous <laughs> I've rather seen that as you have given your life to Christ no, many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him from them all so he promises that he's going to walk with you through it yeah David the psalmist said, in the valley of the shadow, he comforts him with his rod and staff. What does he mean by that? When a sheep is moving, the sheep is going through the darkness and thinks, I'm alone, I'm afraid. But the, 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 the shepherd has a staff. So it shows, I'm still here. As you are walking, I'm walking with you. I'm walking with you. We are going. Yeah, keep going. Keep, you can't see. It's okay. It's the right path. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, as he's walking through the valley of the shadow. Amen. Take us back to John 14. That's why you see you need to buy Bibles. If I ask now, how many of you have Amplified Bible? Oh, Lord, help me. And if you are a preacher, you don't have Amplified Bible. You are not serious yet. Because I have about 20 scriptures. I'm still on the first one. The next meaning of that, you see, all these are the meanings of the word paraclete. The Amplified Bible, that's why they call it Amplified. That it includes all the possible meanings of a word in the translation. It says, advocate. Who was it who gave us the testimony this morning about her fees and uh, Josephina? She needed a lawyer at that time to go and plead her case for her. That, hey, if I pay 50%, will you allow me to pass? But the advocate had worked already. So she had already passed. May you have a lawyer in your day of trouble. Yeah. There are times when there is trouble and you need an advocate, somebody who will talk your matter for you. That's the Holy Ghost. He's there to talk your matter. He's going to talk, but you have. Yeah, Jesus. This case, oh, this case that they are saying. I need, you see. Jesus, he's in heaven. The Bible says, I think it's Romans 8, 1 or 2. Check it for me. It says that he maketh intercession for us. He's up there. He himself is praying. But the one he gave to help us, you have left him. It says intercessor. There are times when you need someone to pray for you. Which one is this? Uh-huh. Romans 8:34. 
Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So Christ's job right now is praying for us. He's not going to come down to sort you out. Ah, take us back to 1416. My time is almost up. The Bible says that that word paraclete means strengthener. Strengthener. It is one of the things you will discover when you begin to work with the Holy Spirit. Your strength will not be short. You will do everything you have to do. Everything you have to do, you will do it. Yeah. Some of you, you are young, but you are so physically weak. I wonder what you will be in 20 years. Okay, you have come for one all night. You cannot recover. One all night. Okay, one all night. Dancing stars, you should be saying amen. One all night. Ah. I was looking at some of the numbers that were done. I said, what has happened to them? They said, oh, one all night that they came. No, they couldn't come for rehearsal. So, I said, ah. Are you old men or young men? Meanwhile, you are here doing things forcefully. Those of you who came, God bless you. Send a message to them. Eh? Send them. Tell them that I said, ah, is that all of you? Ask them. The sana, as you are standing here, we think you are the strongest and the most nimble, not knowing that chale. Oh. But if you were to have had your friend the strengthener by you, you will see that he will just take you from one thing to the next. Yeah. That's why you see that men of the day, um, Bishop Francis came here. He had been, he had just come from the north and he came to have an all night here. Uh, yeah, and he was not on holiday in the north, he was ministering day and night. Yeah, it was you say, I'm feeling tired, I can't come. I don't know what to do. But because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the strengthener, we are not always well when we are standing here, but the strengthener. And then the last one here says, you stand by. Somebody who will stand by you. Some of you, the friends that you have when you are in trouble, they disappear. Some of you, the friends you have when it's exam time, they vanish. Some of you, when you are bereaved, they never turn up. But I tell you, there is one person on this earth who will always be by you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He's your standby, the Holy Spirit. If as you are trying to fall, he will catch you. As you are trying to walk into the fire, he will hold you. As you are trying to give up, he will stand and say, keep going, keep going, keep going. The standby, the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? I think you can see that the Holy Spirit, we can talk about him for a month. We cannot do that. So I'm quickly going to read to you today. Please sit down from this book by Bishop Intefo. It is one, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had copies for you to get. When he came, many of you were not in school. But for those who are interested, we will get copies for you. If you indicate your interest. Are you here? You can give your name to MFR because I have found this book. 
one of the explanatory ones at another level. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because of that, I'm going to read to you a short piece on how the Holy Spirit speaks. I have just a few minutes because you need to know how he speaks. Oh, uh-huh. so that you know that is him speaking. Hmm. The Holy Spirit speaks because he has a voice. This ability to speak intelligently is one of the major differences between humans and animals. Kenneth Hagin said the difference between men of God is their ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. And the best way he can help us is to speak to us. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal, teach, and guide us into all truth. And this he often does by speaking to us. The Holy Spirit is a real person in your life who wants to speak to you. Then he gives us the big three scriptures. Revelations 2 verse 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelations 2 11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. When they say the church, is it the building? Uh huh, it's the human beings in it. Revelations 2 17. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So these were messages that the Lord was sending to churches and he was saying that if you have an ear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Are you here? The Spirit is speaking to the church, but the church cannot hear him because it does not know him. Will you go to a total stranger and introduce yourself to him? Are you there? Because we are strangers to the Holy Spirit, he doesn't speak to us. Did you know that just one word from the Holy Spirit to you can change everything about you? The main way by which the Spirit speaks to us is by giving us an assurance or a knowing about something in our heart. That's how you know you are born again. Because there's no earthly evidence. You pray the prayer. And sometimes you see people come forward two times, three times, four times, five times. They don't yet have the assurance. But when the Holy Spirit is working, suddenly you know that you know that you know that you know that you are born again. In the middle of all your some witness, you know that you are born again. That assurance comes from the Holy Spirit. Are you here? And you find a scripture in John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Another way the Holy Spirit speaks to us is by giving us peace about a decision or an action. Are you there? Hey. Philippians 4, 7 talks about, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now the verse 6 is saying, don't be anxious about anything. So it means that there is a problem and there's something you should be anxious about and you should be worried about, but there's no worry because on the inside of you, there's a knowledge that it will be well. In the middle of chaos, there's a knowledge. And that comes from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Are you here? I need to also add that it's not only a decision. Sometimes it's even an idea that he puts into your head. And when you implement it, you just have an, a, a, a what? A piece about the idea. And you implement it and it moves on. In fact, Bishop gives us an example that I will read before we close. 
Are you here? How do you know that the brother who has proposed to you is the right brother and you must accept his proposal? One of the ways by which you can know is through the unexplainable peace that the Holy Spirit gives you. The peace that passes all understanding. And so sometimes you find that you are in church, young lady. There are two young men who want to get married to you. They are both carrying the same characteristics. Each one looks, I mean, he's a believer. He's a Christian. He's a sober guy. He's on his way. And you wonder, is it this one or that one? And you will find that the one who it is, when you think that, maybe I should accept this one, a certain peace comes. Often, often in spite of a negative um, trait. So for instance, that one may be a very broke guy. Doesn't have anything. So your logic is telling you, let me go for the one who's better off. And yet, there is no peace. Are you seeing it? But the one, he doesn't seem to have anything. But it's like, this is the way God wants me to go. This is the way God, this is the way he wants me to go. Amen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit also speaks to the flesh. But this isn't common. When he speaks to your flesh, you hear an audible voice. The example that we have here is in Acts chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. When Philip the evangelist, he had finished preaching in Samaria, he was on his way somewhere and the spirit said to him, go and join yourself to this man's chariot. It was an audible voice. Doesn't happen so often, but it is also a very remarkable thing. Are you in the house? Powerful. So you realize that the Holy Spirit in our lives is trying to speak to us actively. Amen? Let me just quickly read this testimony he has written in the book. When I was practicing as a doctor, I made some moves that made my hospital to flourish. I had a lot of patients and made some good money. I deployed several strategies, and each time I implemented one of those strategies, I asked myself, how come I didn't do this some years ago? Then I realized the Holy Spirit had not given me those ideas at that time. Dear businessman or businesswoman or student, male student or female student, you must involve the Holy Spirit so that you will be successful in your business. Are you there? Many of us think he's only interested in our church life, but he's interested in you, every single part of you. Are you here? I'm going to end by sharing one, if there's time, two testimonies with you. I was a PhD student and I was doing my write-up. I had had my second child and I just returned to work. And I had just a, a few months to finish my write-up and then defend my thesis, my work. One hot afternoon, I was sitting in my office. Around two, I noticed the time, not because, you know, we sanguinous, sanguinous, clarity people, we don't normally notice the details. But I noticed it because around two, a voice said to me, shut down the computer. This was before the days of laptops. We did everything. The computers were quite new. And I was working on my document. Shut down. So I looked at the time. That's how come I remember it was 2. And I thought to myself, why would I shut down at 2 p.m.? But I heard the audible voice again. Shut down. So... These were in the days when I was learning to communicate with the Holy Spirit. So I shut down. Then I walked out of the office. And as I walked out of the office, all hell broke loose. It was a large building. People were shouting. You see, when Africans, we, we shout by nature. 
the Scandinavians don't shout. Even an angry Scandinavian doesn't shout. They are angry, cry, they are talking, the voice is soft and low. So to hear them shout is a very startling thing. But suddenly I heard doors opening, things banging. By this time I was walking on the corridor towards the reception. And the office of the computer man was near there. And people started to descend from the steps and flood there. What had happened? The entire university was on one network and the network had collapsed. I need to say to you that everybody whose computer was on lost everything that was there. If my computer had been on at the time, my entire five years' work would have just been cleared. But because of the audible voice of the Holy Spirit, shut down, my work was saved. Amen. My work was saved. I'm sharing this with you for you to understand that the things that you are doing, if you ask him to help you, God said, anybody who asks for the Holy Spirit, he'll give you. So you say, Lord, let the Holy Spirit lead me today. Holy Spirit, lead me in every decision, everything that I do today. You will discover that he will lead you. Stop walking like a blind man looking for his way. When the Holy Spirit is available to you, those of you who are struggling with habits, that's your solution. Discuss it with him. Holy Spirit, this is what I do. I know I should not look, but I look. I know I shouldn't do. Please help me. He is a helper. That's who he is. He's a helper. And that's why don't be surprised if you receive a mighty knock. You asked for help. Oh, you didn't ask for help. And he knows you, so he knows what will help you. Somebody, it will be another friend. Somebody will be something else. Some people today don't understand unless you give them. I had a friend like that. Yeah, she was very, very, very stubborn. And God had been arguing with her about something. If you can imagine arguing with God. And she was sitting in her house playing the piano. When a mighty force pushed her off the piano onto the floor and sat on her. She started to confess. (laughs) That was the end of the situation. He knows how to reach you. From today, begin to fellowship. Not pray to. Fellowship with. Eh, But nobody is there. It's unto you. He is there. He is there. He's a spirit, but he's there. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Stand to your feet. And those of you who want a copy of this book, it's a book by our chairman, the chairman of the Anakazu Assemblies. If you want a copy of it, I want you to just give your name to um, MFA. MFA is our MC in the service. I believe they were selling it at 30 Ghana cities. I believe so. It was 30. And we'll ask them to please keep the price there. Let's not fuel inflation. Touch the price till we are bought our copies. I want you to lift up your voice this morning. And I'm asking you to commune with the Holy Spirit. Just talk to him. It's not tongues. It's not prayer. You see that we didn't even reach tongues. Hey, Lord. Mercy. Just talk to the Lord. Thank him for being here. Thank him for being here. Thank him for his help, his comfort, his counsel his advocacy, the fact that he's a standby, that he's working with you through each issue and ask him to, Lord, just forgive me, I I didn't know that you were working like this, I'm sorry but now that I know, you're going to be my best friend, I'm going to build this relationship, I'm going to build it up, Lord we're grateful, we're so grateful, we're so grateful thank you Holy Spirit 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make yourself visible to us and lead us closer to God because of your presence. We ask that you help us, Lord. We thank you so much. We thank you. our hearts this morning. May this word not be taken away from us, O oh God. Help us. It is the Holy Spirit who convicts us of sin and is that conviction that leads us to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's that conviction that causes us to give our lives to Christ. It's that conviction that causes us to repent of any sin that we have. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When he's not active in our lives, that's when you can do anything and not even feel that you've done something wrong. But this morning, I'm asking him to convict you if you need to give your life to Christ. That he will make you aware of the fact that you need to give your life to Christ. Even if you were born in the church, even if you have been serving in the church, but if you need, you have not given your life to Jesus, it doesn't have much meaning. We'll give you praise, Lord. We'll give you praise. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. That's all this.
standing by your seat and you are convicted by the Lord that you need to give your life to him, just stand where you are, but lift up your hand and let us pray together this morning. Your heart is beating. It's a sign to you that all is not well between you and the Lord, but it can be well right now if you will just submit to his presence just lift up your right hand you are here you are saying i need to give my life to christ i see your hands i see them i see them god bless you god bless you i believe there should be more of us just lift up your right hand just lift it up if your hand is up please just come to me i want to lead you in this prayer just come i saw the hand at the back there come to me please god bless you just come just come just come if your heart is beating he's just telling you it's time to make it good with him just come just come just come our time is very fast spent just come it's the spirit of god that's convicting you and saying come and make it good come and make it good with him come as you stand in front you know i'm just waiting for somebody who is striving a little bit let god win this morning you come every sunday but there's a fight it's a struggle but today let god win god bless you let god win let the lord win and begin your walk with the spirit on this earth just come just come i want you to pray this prayer after me you want to say lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me cleanse me from my sin please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you so much for saving me amen father i commit these ones to you i pray lord that they will learn to fellowship with the holy spirit let their lives be sweetened by his presence resolve their issues of god and draw them to yourself all the days of their life in jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.